The Outlet. The talk of Queenstown. Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host, Brent Harbour. Benjamin Baker is a violinist and artistic director of the At The World's Edge Music Festival in Queenstown, which is on from October 7th to 20th. The festival has six programs weaving together free events and community performances. We talk about his inspiration for the festival and how fostering young talent is a key part of the festival's mission. Hi Ben, welcome to The Outlet. Thanks for having me on, Brett. Can you please tell me when your love of music and violin began? The truth is, it's sort of before I can even remember. I was three years old when I first saw a violin and my mum had sort of, you know, she'd had piano lessons as a kid, so took me to some piano lessons. I was not a fan. Apparently, I'm telling my mum that I thought my piano teacher was a witch. I've since met her and she's really lovely. As a sort of last ditch effort, she took me to a piano class concert and there was a violinist playing with a piano at the end. And I was just completely transfixed, wandered up, sat at this girl's feet, couldn't take my eyes off the violin, and then nagged my parents for a few weeks afterwards that I wanted to play that guitar thing. And that, that was sort of, yeah, where I went when I was three. So um, kind of as long as I can remember, I've always had a violin and always loved music. Can you remember the first thing you ever played on the violin when you were starting to learn? Um, not quite, but I did the Suzuki method. And so like many of their pieces are kind of, you know, sort of beautifully enshrined in, in, in many, many musicians' memories. So I sort of, after the fact, um, I... <laughs> I now know just what they sounded like. So you've had a varied career as a soloist, a chamber musician, and now as an artistic director. Can you please tell me how these roles intersect with each other, especially with your international experience? In a way, it's it's very simple. It really is sort of all about music. And in a way, it's such a privilege to be able to make my living doing something I love doing. And I guess part of being a musician is you can never be quite sure where our, you know each of our paths will take us. Um, obviously, there's sort of there's places we want, like places where I wanted my path to go. But sometimes, you know, there's it takes some some detours along the way. And I mean, really, kind of, I feel incredibly lucky to have sort of all three parts involved in my musical life, and all three kind of have a similar aim and a similar joy for me, which is sort of exploring this, you know, kind of incredible world of music and the ability to share it with and connect with people through it. What was your driving inspiration behind launching the At The World's Edge Festival in Queenstown? And what was the aim of the festival that was really important to you? Justine Cormack and I started kind of thinking about this quite a long time ago. And I think the, the, the truth is it was, it was the area of the Central Lakes and Queenstown itself that really kind of inspired the whole thing. Justine just moved to the area and we'd both been through Queenstown on tour as performing artists and we sort of just realised that there was actually nothing going on in the area like a chain music festival that that was regular, that was every year and was something that sort of communities could, could count on. As we started thinking about it and started talking to other people, we realised there was kind of like, there was an incredible groundswell of new initiatives going on to sort of really diversify and sort of catalyse, kickstart cultural life in the area and they kind of really just all built from there the idea of the festival was really connecting and so it's sort of connecting communities but then also of course we bring in artists from around the world and can connect them with some of New Zealand's most beloved and inspiring artists as well as the younger generation of musicians too and it's that kind of like sort of cross-pollination and shared aspiration that when you know any of us are around people that we admire. We learn from them, we pick up new ideas, and that's kind of, I guess that's that's sort of the beating heart of the festival and sharing that with our audiences. Now you have said that the festival aims to transcend the walls of traditional chamber music. Can you please tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. In a way, 
It's essentially what, what we what we feel is often many of the preconceptions people have around a classical music concert or chamber music. You know, it's sort of it's something that sort of comes with an association, but actually in our experience, like when if, if we can, you know, when, when someone does come and join us, then they're most often surprised. And some of that is absolutely down to sort of the traditional way that this music is programmed. It's, you know, it, much of it is is old. It's been played for a very, very long time. And sometimes it's presented in sort of quite, you know, quite traditional ways. And I guess our approach to it is that actually the reason why this music has survived so long is actually because of its connective power and that generations of people have listened to this and gone, you know, it's made them have, you know, sort of experiences and evoked emotions. And that it has this kind of incredible relevance that transcends generations in a, in a sort of human way. And so our approach is to actually focus on that. And so through each festival, we sort of have a, a loose theme um, which sort of connects every work in the festival alongside a composer in residence. So we sort of have new and old music side by side. And the idea that we sort of just, you know, like add a few little thoughts to sort of support and provoke that curiosity that help our listeners link into the music and what was maybe going on in that composer's life when they wrote that piece of music. So you've got a really wonderful lineup of festival artists from all over the world. Can you run me through a few of them and why you're so excited for them to be here? I think so much about being a musician is about being an adventurer, sort of embracing the new and unfamiliar alongside the old and familiar. And I think so many of our artists this year really embody that. Coming from overseas, we've got for the first time a French horn player called Ben Goldscheider, who literally has been described in the press as the Bear Grylls of the French horn. <laughs> and I think, yeah, he, he's absolutely fearless and probably one of the world's best horn players and we're really, really excited to have him. Similarly, we've got a violist called Jordan Back coming from America, who just an extraordinary artist. He brings incredible energy, commitment, and I think like a really sort of incredible range of experiences from his heritage and his background into his performances. And that's the thing that I mean, I, I could literally go on for an hour because, you know, we've got 20 fantastic artists, including our composer in residence, Victoria Kelly, one of New Zealand's most sort of beloved, inspiring, fantastic composers. And of course, also like Rolf Jason from the New Zealand String Quartet, who's, you know, kind of inspired so many people and so many cellists over the years right down to Vesa Matilapanen from the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra, one of our sort of most beloved violinists living in the country now. So um, that's the thing, I'll try, and, I'll try and stop there. Well, you've got a lot of people returning as well, so they obviously love the experience. That's what we're finding, and we're just so grateful for the support and like excited to share it more widely. Fostering young talent is a key part of the festival's mission. Can you please tell me more about the opportunities and the platforms being created? to support up-and-coming musicians in Wanaka and Cromwell and the Queenstown areas. To really support a young musician, it's a very much year-round task. And we're, of course, just a two-week chamber music festival. So our key focus is really connecting into some of the fantastic things going on in schools and in music programs around our communities. And so, for instance, we've been working a lot with Queenstown-based charity Turn Up The Music, working with their musicians, and so, for instance, during the festival, we have sort of little masterclass sessions for some of their instrumentalists, as well as around um, either side of the festival working with, I think, um, a sort of early stages youth orchestra project they've got going and all that kind of thing. The other thing, of course, is that actually our, our main festival events run from the 7th to the 15th. But we say the festival actually continues to the 20th, because the truth is, is that our last five days of the festival um, are spent going into schools in, in Wanaka, Cromwell, Queenstown, sometimes as far as Alexandra, 
to to share what we do um, and connecting with music classes or you know it could be sort of sessions that are very you know to a whole school of kids um, showing some music or it could be something very specific for kids already interested in music and looking to kind of discover more so yeah I think that's sort of that's sort of the starting point of it and then um, one thing we've added actually last year is a composing workshop so young people in the area that are interested in writing music can come along and have like one-on-one time with our composers, which of course includes our composer in residence. And also we have a, a mentoring composer, the wonderful Selena Fisher. We try and kind of, you know, offer something for as many different young people curious in, in the full the full range of music or as, or as much of it as we can. So when you're touring and going into schools, are you surprised at the level of talent that you find? Constantly. That's the thing. Until you just go out there and have a look, you never really can... It's kind of, I don't know, it's sort of unfathomable, really, just sort of, sort of to, to imagine. But we've never been into a school and and not been inspired, engaged, and come out of it with a kind of completely unique response, reaction. And that's the wonderful thing now that we're sort of three years in, is that we're developing relationships with some of those schools. And so they're actually now sort of coming to us before the festival and going like, so we're thinking this, this, and this. And we're like, great, let's do it. Ben, could you give me the key dates of the festival and where people can find some more information? We start in Queenstown at Teatamira on the 7th of October and have concerts through the area until Sunday the 15th. Our website, www.worldsedgefestival.com, will be the best place for all of this information and we hope to be able to see everyone. Hey, well, all the very best. I know you've got to head off for rehearsals. Uh, it's very important leading up to the festival, but I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, Brent. Download the Queenstown app from the App Store or Google Play. Thanks for listening to The Outlet, your local interview podcast for Queenstown. If you have a story or an interview you think should be featured on The Outlet podcast, get in touch by using the contact button on your Queenstown app. The outlet is produced and published by the Queenstown app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. All episodes of The Outlet are available on the podcast button of your Queenstown app and wherever you get your podcasts.